listening to Cleveland and Beyond with Andy Bellman and Jared Watson, brought to you by Evergreen Podcasts. And we are live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. And this podcast is brought to you by Waiting for Next Year. Check them out. Original Cleveland Sports Reporting at WaitingForNextYear.com. Also, uh, a part of Evergreen Podcast. We're proud to be a part of Evergreen Podcast. More to come on that in the very near future. Uh, before we jump into this show, Steelers Week, Steelers Preview, Browns, Steelers Preview. Uh, I just need to get a couple of clips out there for the folks to, to listen because uh, Andy, our, our wonderful co-host, is the executive producer for a podcast called Best Fridays in Football. And uh, Urban Meyer's on that show, Buddy Martin, and uh, uh, a former Steelers quarterback, Terry Bradshaw. Terry uh, took an opportunity to take a swipe at not only the city of Cleveland, but our co-host, Andy, who is the executive producer of that show. Andy, if I were you, I would quit uh, my job as an executive producer of Best Fridays in Football because there's a lot of smack here that, uh, that, that, that you just don't need to take. You don't need to take this type of talk. So here's Terry and uh, in his words, uh, what he thinks about the city of Cleveland. The game this weekend, by the way, with if it comes off uh, yeah. about those Browns, by the way, I want to talk yeah. about the Browns a little bit too. Browns. Uh, I know our Browns. executive producer yeah. is a Browns fan. He's jumping up and down. So he can't at, possibly be a he's Browns a, he's fan. A gr- Browns have no fans. <laughs> no fans at all. His name is Andy, and he sure is a Browns fan. Yeah. Uh, but he no, asked me Andy, to ask you Andy, about it. Been Andy, Andy's not a fan. <laughs> it's been possible to be a fan of Cleveland. Talk about that. Browns, yeah, talk about what that. What is exciting about Brown? Brown the color? Brown this? Mm-hmm. Brown that? No, Browns are terrible. They can't beat Pittsburgh. Not going to happen. Uh, that's clip one. This the second one's uh, a little shorter, but uh, kind of hit hit me right in the heart. Even the stadium's ugly. Everything about the city. Okay. Ugly. Everything about the city's ugly, Andy. Andy, Andy. First of all, what I want to know is if you're executive producer of this show, why doesn't Terry Bradshaw have a real microphone? Why is he calling in on a mobile phone that he got from, uh, you know, Walmart that he's got to pay for his minutes every uh, every uh, couple of days? Well, he's um, primetime Terry. Uh, good morning. Clearly. It, it is. Um, it is Brown Steelers week, everybody. And um, Jared Watson's there. I'm Andy Billman here. And um, it's time to now talk about this week. It's time to stir the pot, as um, someone would say. Yeah, that you know, was... us as Browns fans and Clevelanders have been mocked and pushed around for recent years for obvious reasons. The team's been terrible. Um, the, you know, we love the Indians, we love the Cavs, but we all know at the end of the day, because of Canton, Paul Brown, and the history of the sport, uh, that this is a Brownstown at the end of the day, and the Brownstown is lighting up like a jack o' lantern. Um, and but because of this, in recent years, and since the team's moved back, we've been laughed at and frankly considered a loser. By Steeler Nation fandom, uh, last year the you know the Miles Garrett moment added to this rivalry by what happened, and it added some more heat with the T-shirts and the jabs being thrown back and forth by both fan bases, and by uh, frankly both uh, by both teams in the press, they really took it at each other. And you know what, it's fun, um, but there's no doubt in that you know the Miles Garrett incident and the and the loss in Pittsburgh was a punctuation mark of you know this is this is to be frank, 20 years of awful. Since, you know, from 99 to 19, that was 20 years of awful. It's been very, very hard. 2020 has been a unique year, to say the least. And as one former, um, you know, GM on this uh, 
and we love so much, John Dorsey would say, the sleeping giant is the Cleveland Browns and the fan base. Well, I think the sleeping giant has been awakened. Um, and, it got, and it really got, you know, it had a, a trimmer in Dallas. And I think it really awoken with a doink field goal with, with parking and some other things in the game against the Colts. The Cleveland Browns are 4-1. and one. They're improving. The, everybody knows this. This is a winning team. And this is a team. It feels like a team for the first time. It doesn't feel like it's individuals. It doesn't feel like we're on islands here. Where we're, we're cheering for separate fan groups. This is a good, solid team. And we all know Cleveland is one of the best cities because of the people, because of how the things come together and how we all work. Even at times we don't all agree, whether whatever it is, we, but we always come together and we always back. And we all know as Browns fans, there is nothing like Browns fans. You can feel the energy as the Browns backers worldwide is considered to be the largest organized fan clubs in all professional sports with members and clubs established throughout the world. And the Steeler fans and that silly, stupid fucking yellow towel are worried. And they should be. They are starting to crack because not only are the Browns form one and we're and we're always out supporting the team and they can feel that and feel that. But this must be the big year for the Steelers and we're going to get to the Super Bowl and we're going to this is Big Ben's last far and come. And you know why? You know why Terry Bradshaw is saying stuff like that? You know why you're hearing this? You know why you're hearing stuff from Tomlin's quotes, which he wasn't chiding, but you know why he's talking this way? Because they're getting nervous. Mm -hmm. Now it's for real. This isn't Brian Hoyer or Colt McCoy walking in to catch a field to do something. It's real this time. This team is really coming together, and it's frankly scaring them. I don't blame Bradshaw. You know why Bradshaw's trying to stir the pot? Because he knows it's fucking for real. It's actually starting to get for real now. It's actually starting to get serious. It's actually to the point where they're like, this wasn't supposed to happen. Yes, the Ravens were supposed to be good if you're a Steelers fan, but not the Browns. And the Browns are back. The Browns are back. Now, they have a long ways to go to get to where the Steelers and Ravens are. But they are there, and, and the talent is there. The coach is there. And, and you know what? Monetary stuff. It's not his fault. He, he got drafted by that terrible organization. And we are here on Cleveland and Beyond to heal him. We are here to fix this. Cleveland is a great town. Brown and orange is beautiful. It's fall. It means there's a lot of good coming around. Brown and orange is a beautiful color. We all love pumpkin. He's jealous. Black and yellow doesn't go with anything, we're being honest. And you know why? You know why this is so big? You know why he gets annoyed? You know why he gets annoyed with all this? Because as one memorable person would say, there is no Joe Bingle or Irving Steeler. It's the Cleveland Browns because Paul Brown is a football god. And now the Browns are good. He's worried. They're getting nervous. They're actually seeing, that's why Tomlin was saying this is a big game. It's a national game. Because you know why? The Browns are coming back. The Browns are back. The Browns are actually good. This is a real game. We actually have a real chance to win this game and do big things. People should get excited. And that's why Bradshaw is stirring up the pot. And of course he's wrong. He knows he's wrong. He's just trying to get me fired up. And he did it, by the way. That stadium's beautiful. It's off the lake. We love gray. We love the brown and orange. It plays to us. We embrace it. And the Browns are back. The Browns are, say it with me. The Browns are back. Yeah, the Browns are back. The I don't Browns know what else. are meant. back. Win or lose this weekend, the Browns are back, and they know it. This is actually a good club. This is a good team. Andrew Barry's a good GM. And Paul DePodesta, for all the ups and downs he's had, is has done a good job in this offseason. And that's why Bradshaw's saying things like that. And that's why you're hearing some of this. That's why Jim Nance and Romo are going to catch up field. 
because it's a big game because the Browns are back. The Steelers are 4-0. They're a good team. No one's taking that away. But this disrespectful stuff from the Steelers is going to stop. And the Browns backers, you can feel there, folks, you could feel it on Sunday. My mom was talking to me about it, and I started feeling it too, even in Connecticut. I'm sure Jared did in Struthers, Ohio. You could feel it. Browns fans, we're always being felt. Even in 0-16, 6-10, you can always feel us. But when we start winning, it starts getting louder and louder and louder and louder and scaring the shit out of a pro football hall of famer. He didn't like it. I don't blame him. Andy, I have, I, I have three. I have three very specific things that I want to say. One, our four and one is a little bit different from their four and one. Hugely different. about it right now. Our four and one, the Browns four and one took a little bit more to get than their four and one. That's a fact. Number yep. two, number two, I recently took my wife to Pennsylvania over to Pittsburgh because she had never been there. I take her to Cleveland all the time because she loves Cleveland. She's not from here. She's not from this area. She's a military brat. She grew up around the world. She loves Cleveland. I take her to Pittsburgh. Not a fan. Not a fan. She don't like the city. You know what she said? You know what she said? What? Reminds me of Baltimore. Granted, I like yeah. I like Baltimore, the city, only because I spent time there. Uh, you know, my university's down there. But let's be real about it. When you want to talk about charm and charm city, Cleveland's got charm. Pittsburgh and Baltimore, a little, little bit of a mess. It, and third, third, Terry Bradshaw apparently goes into that podcast and talks a little bit more smack about Baker Mayfield. You can hear it on iTunes, Best Fridays in Football. Tomorrow Terry morning. Bradshaw talking a lot of smack about Baker Mayfield. Let's be real about this. A lot who, of made, who, made, who made Terry Bradshaw look good with those Steelers? Was, was Terry Bradshaw some elite quarterback, or, or did he have a good team around him? So Terry, Terry, slow your roll, calm yourself, and just get ready. Get ready for what's about to happen because this is the end of the Steelers' dominance within the the AFC North, and the Browns are back. It's that simple. It's that simple. And you're right. You can hear it in Terry's voice. You can hear it. There's a little bit of a hesitation, a warble, like he's forcing it. On top of the fact that he's calling in on a shitty phone, Terry, get get a microphone and do it right. Couldn't even barely hear you. Well, here, here's why I'll say a couple of things. Uh, Bradshaw is a Hall of Famer and was a wonderful quarterback. Now, you when you were when in any football team, and Terry, I'm sure would admit this. I don't want to put words in his mouth. He had great players around him, from Franco to you know, Delin Swan to Stallworth, we all know, and blah, blah, blah. Vomiting was not relive that team. All that to be said, um, Bradshaw, to me, though, and you echoed it, and I and I'll echo it again, too. I, this week, we all felt it was big. When he said that yesterday, and you'll hear more on Best Fries in Football, he goes into a good six-minute rant about Brown Steelers. When I heard that, for the first time, Jared, I go, now this is what I was wanting for a long time. It isn't like, look, the Browns are dumb, 41-0. You know, we don't even know who's starting quarterback in week 17. 
Browns doing mock drafts, you know, four and 12, you know, exit stage left for us as Browns fans. Right. It isn't even like I said, like there's even other years when we went into this game where it's like, we've had better teams with Derek Anderson, but you could just, for being honest, it's more hopeful. This is real. Hmm? This is real. And and I'll be honest with you. I'm going to put it to the other side of the ball. What miles Garrett is doing and how he's coming into this game. And we all know the storyline and it's a big storyline. It's the first time he's playing Steelers since that suspension. He is not just playing well. He is not just playing great. He is playing MVP football on not just defensive, but as a player in the league. Right now, Miles Garrett's playing like Lawrence Taylor. He is affecting the game. He is causing points. He is scaring the he is scaring the crap out of players. And he is playing at an all-pro Hall of Fame level. He is dominating the game. And he's still not getting any of the calls for the hands in the face and the holding. Nothing. 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 They can't do anything and about compl- it. And not complaining about it. No. The no. man comes in running horizontal with the ground. Have you seen how he will cut that edge? He bends sideways, horizontal to the ground to get around those offensive linemen and is it, having no problem doing it. It's easy to focus on Bradshaw and the Steelers, <clears throat> but we all know the steel curtains, what really led this team at times. It's easy to focus on Nick Chubb, who's not playing in this game or cream hunt and Baker Mayfield. But honestly, if we're being truthful as Browns fans, the real, the real big star on this team right now, the real big star is miles Garrett. Yeah. Miles Garrett. If he continues to play like this, which I think he is, we are talking elite level stuff. You'll see NFL films do stuff on down the road. You are going to see that stuff coming down the road. Now, LC Ray coming in and putting in Cleveland sucks. This is good. You want to bring it on? That's fine. I love the rivalry stuff. I love the Michigan, Ohio State, the Purdue, Indiana stuff. I love that stuff back and forth. That's what this is. stuff. I love rivalries. Rivalries is what makes sports great. And you have every right to say that. We are back. It, it's probably annoying you. And you know what? Don't worry. Yeah. It's all it's all gonna be over soon. LC Ray commenting on uh on Twitter. Twitter. It's all gonna be over soon. I would be really worried about Miles Garrett. You you wait until week 17 when Nick Chubb comes back, and you wait till you see Kareem Hunt running wild mm-hmm. and Baker Mayfield making big passes mm-hmm. and Landry making big mm-hmm. plays and Hooper mm-hmm. and OBJ. OBJ doing a great dance in the end zone. It's all flipped. It's all flipping. Yeah, it's fun when people say Cleveland sucks and they and they're four and one. Like I don't even. Okay, all right. Yeah, they suck. Hey, cool. and past years you could say that. <laughs> even us on here would be like, well, yeah, we said it. <laughs> well, we agree. Right. We're looking at right. our right. Let's be real. Let's be real about this right now. Uh, EJ piping in on Facebook. Stay in your lane, Terry. Agreed. Agreed. Stay in your lane. And easy again, there. easy there, Terry. Easy. And again, and again, I I, <laughs> I, I work on best prize in football, and Terry Bradshaw's been great to me. But that's oh, yeah. but, but but let's 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 also say this. What he said was fucked up. <laughs> and you can't say that crap. <laughs> and we right. take it on the chin way too goddamn much. Yeah. Cleveland is a wonderful city. Yeah. Wonderful city. Bottom line. I love Cleveland. Frankly, I won't get in my personal life. If I could, I'd be living in downtown Cleveland today. Okay? But I won't go into that. I won't go into that story today. I love Cleveland that much. We are working, Jared Watson and I, Kaylee Waterhouse, Holly Wetzel, we're all working for a company called Evergreen based out of Lakewood, Ohio. You know why? Because we're true Clevelanders. We love and believe this city. It's my second home. Yeah, it is. Look, we, I I don't want to do too much of this. We believe in Cleveland a lot. 
And this is why the Bradshaw, and you're going to start hearing some others this week come out and say this. The Cleveland force, and especially with the Browns backers, it's swirling. There's a lot of positive energy, not just because we have hope. It's real. The Browns are doing really good. They're right. winning real games. They're clinching games in the it again. This running game is suffocating at the end of the game. It's not it's suffocating. It's, it's, it's not national narrative hype that is driven just Correct. to drive ad sales through eyes yeah. on on the TV. Correct. Right. That's I mean, that's literally what it yeah. was, you know, when Odell came to Cleveland. It was all about the hype and the energy that that that, that television Correct. execs were able to you know filter down to their producers to then pump out through their show hosts to then get everyone riled up and Correct. all they were riled up for was a big giant letdown and we were sucked into it too oh no but we I all can were. tell you but i can tell you yeah but i can tell you this this four and one this four and one is real it's real this it, four it, and one is real it, it, this shit is real this does not end in four and twelve no, this no, like, no way. This, this is going no to be okay. And, and, and dare I say it, four and two is still good too. I was going to bring that up. I'm glad you, I'm going to take the torch on this. <clears throat> We're not naive on this podcast. The Steelers are a very good team. And I just didn't say that off the top. The Steelers this year are really thinking about closing the chapter with Ben, winning a Super Bowl. And frankly, with, and I'm, I'm a Notre Dame fan, people don't know, Claypool's a wonderful star. That was a great draft pick with him and Juju Smith-Schuster. This is a very big threat. The Browns have some real challenges on defense this week. Because Big Ben, if he throws like he can with the secondary banged up the way it is. Which he hasn't really this season to this point. To this point. To this point. But this game, we know. See, this is where where Mound, the other side of me, comes out. I know this game too well. And Ben Roethlisberger, let's get to it. He's from Finley, Ohio. We all know the story. And I hate this stat, but it's an important stat. And it's a naughty, awful stat. He is 23-2-1 against the Browns. Yeah. Okay. And it's and it's and it's alarming. He plays well against the Browns. And to think anything less going into Sunday would be naive. Um, he he is he is probably gonna play out of his mind. This is their fourth straight home game, okay? But this is what's good about the Browns. They can overcome this in this game. They can. They, don't be surprised if don't, don't be surprised don't. if if there are turnovers here. Don't be surprised if Ben gets a little three hundred plus yards, yeah. And and I will tell you what the key to that is really going to come down to the pressure. Can Miles Garrett put yeah. real pressure, real pressure on Ben Roethlisberger? I I I fully expect, I fully I expect nothing less than. So until you, I mean, this is the thing. We're five games in. Show me a team like there. These last four games, no one's been able to stop Miles. No one. No one. And no and, one. and Olivier Vernon's come on a little bit. Playing much better. Playing and much better. we've got guys in the secondary who uh, flat out their coverage is is awful. You know, their, right their zones, everything's just awful. But yeah. but they can read a quarterback at times and do it when it's needed and take the ball away. And that's happened. That's why, you know, th- let's not forget that, that this secondary is why the, this team is is so much in the positive regarding the turnover ratio. It really Again. is the secondary. As terrible as they've been, as many yards as they've given up, pressuring the quarterback, making errant throws, and taking that ball away. If they can do that in Pittsburgh, then we're good. Because I fully expect this Browns offense to score 30 points again. I do too. There's no reason um, for them not to. All right. 
the, the again, the Browns, the reason why I'm so up on this game is because the Browns took a best shot from Dak Prescott. Dak, Dak Prescott. They took the best shot from yeah. Joe Burrow. They they honestly, frankly, they played a very good team in the Colts. Not a great team, but a very good playoff team that's going to be sticking around in the playoff hunt all year. Right. They won that game. They out they out hustled and outplayed a possible Hall of Famer, possible Hall of Famer Rivers, but a very good quarterback in the latter stages of his life. Um, latter stages of his career, sorry, not of life, latter stages of his career. But all that to be said, look, that's why this game is real. Do, could Big Ben go off in this game? Absolutely. I mean, frankly, well, probably Browns can win. He might throw for 400 yards in the Browns and they, could win. That's my point, Jared. When Dak Prescott went off, who won the game? When Joe Burrow, who they couldn't stop. And by the way, I said on this podcast, and you and I talked about it too, Joe Burrow played a good game. I was really impressed. Browns still won. Browns still won. Browns still won. It's been a team effort, Andy. It's been a team. And they been different guys, different guys. Stepping they've up. been they've been grinding out wins. I know this in sports. When you continue to win like that, it builds and it builds and it builds. And that's why this this game gives me so much hope because I'm exp- look. The Steelers have a lot of momentum in this game. They haven't played anybody all year. They've had a week. They had have already had their bye week. This is their fourth straight home game. I know it's a pandemic. I'm not saying about the crowds or with the atmosphere so much. It's about you know when you are at home four straight weeks, you're feeling good. Yeah, it's a lot easier you're than feeling going out good. The and 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 the Browns are coming in banged up, very banged up. You know, their leading very rusher, their leading rusher is gone. Uh, Baker's ribs are still sore. sore. You know, and you know, you know those assholes are aiming for that right side. You know they are. You know and they're going to come in. Yep, yep. And and, and so to get on that, the, this is the according to Grossi yesterday on the Land on Demand. Um, you know, it sounds like Baker's going to play. That's all the intentions. Here's some quotes from him. Yeah, kind of all the quote. Yeah, kind of of the whole right side. Everything is intertwined right there. I'm a, I'm lucky with the way that I landed on it. It was is directly on my. It was not. It was not directly on my shoulder. Kind of rolled it a little bit. Obviously, could have been a lot worse, end quote. That's Mayfield on his injury. Um, he's limited in practice. Um, it, it sounds like everybody believes he's going to play Stefanski. Quote, I think we will take it each day at a time here. He is sore today, so we'll work through it today, and we'll see what happens tomorrow, end quote. Yeah. Um, obviously, Baker is banged up. The one thing we should all keep remembering is Baker is a tough kid. Um, we know we can go to a, you know, there's two separate things we should talk about here. The Mayfield on the field needs to play better in the second half. The first half Baker's wonderful. And there's some things that are inconsistent, but specifically that fourth quarter, that the fourth, fourth quarter, quarter is, is, it's alarmingly bad, but all that to be said, he's improving each week and he's done a nice job with that. Yeah. But the other half of Baker Mayfield is that guy is a tough SOB. Mm-hmm. He is a tough, tough player and really embraces the city of Cleveland and the Browns and what we're about. He is tough. He gets up. Yeah, he's mangled and he's definitely hurt, but the kid wants to play. And I got to be honest with you, it's hard not supporting him on a week like this. I love this guy. I want to say it again. I love Baker Mayfield. I love how he just wants to get out there and play and stick it out. He reminds me if I were ever playing, which I never had any of the tent or got the pinky nail of any kind of talent he does. I just love the fact, though, that guy wants to play. Because, Jared, a lot of guys probably would not have been as anxious or probably would be one to wrap it. We've seen it through here. We've seen it on other organizations and other quarterbacks. Baker wants to play. Well, Baker's we going to play. Well, let's let's just – and I know and I know this isn't something that we want to talk about, but 
can Stefanski's Browns, Stefanski's Browns. Yeah, and they are Stefanski's win. Can they win without Baker? Yes. I think so too. Case I, I really genuinely think that this is a system that we've already seen plug and play yep. for a number of players where, yes, there is a bit of a drop off at running back right now. Oh, but, no question. But, but, it, but, but at the same time, can, can time overcome some of that as well too? Because yep. I do believe that this, that this running game will improve over time, even without, even without Chubb in there. So yep. um, this is, this is every bit of what, and I, I don't like comparing it. And I'm not saying that, that, that the Browns are the Patriots, but when we compare it to systems that are plug and play, we have seen it time and time again, year after year after year, where Belichick can do that out in New England. And it looks like Stefanski has the same type of ability regarding the system that he is running. Yeah. It's early. It's very early to make that call and 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 solidify that comparison. But the yeah. early showings are this is a plug and play system yep. that the Browns can win yep. by putting in other guys that you wouldn't expect to shine. Dearness Johnson shined. Yep. Redwine the other day shined. Right? Now these are great, these are moments, they're blips, they're sparks. But we'll see if we can all catch fire and if this can be a consistent thing throughout the next coming years, which is the bigger picture of what we have been hoping for for the past 20 years when it comes to regimes. So I still think that even if there are issues with Baker on Sunday and even if Baker has to come out of the game, God forbid, that the Browns can still win that game on Sunday and will still win their next games, what, against the Eagles and the Bengals. It's a Bengals and Vegas Raiders. Bengals Raiders. So here's a couple more things to what my partner just said. The offensive line in in this, and people need to remember this, the offensive line is the strength of this team. And yes, well, I Taylor's hurt. But guess what? Chris Hubbard, I'm not worried. Right. Chris Hubbard can step in there and play, and he's, he's, he's played really well. The strength of this team is the offensive line. And I think that's going to be a big key in this game. And I'm not, and I, by the way, I think the Browns are going to win that. Do I think Watt's going to get in there a few times? Absolutely, he's a good player. He always and they, the the thing about the Steelers compared to even the Ravens and certainly the Bengals, the Steelers always play up to the Browns. And the Browns and this is my and this is my only hint of warning. And then I want to go back to the team. This is a different week, and I love the one and zero mantra. I love it. The only thing I will also say is the Steeler game is very different. It's actually far different to me than the Ravens and the Bengals. Steeler Browns week is very very different. It's like Michigan Ohio State. It is a different game. Tomlin has understood that from day one. Tomlin has gotten that from day one. Ben Roethlisberger certainly has gotten that from day one. I know Baker Mayfield understands it. And I think other players, I think Landry understands it. And certainly Chris Hubbard understands it with his comments this week. Everyone on that team has got to realize, and I I know Miles Garrett understands it. This is a different game. You have to play differently against the Steelers. Twice a year, you have to go above. It's a different opponent. It just is. And that's why we love this game. And that's why we're talking about it. And that's why Bradshaw made his comments. It's a different game this week. It's a different game. It's very important. So speaking of that, does a win, does a win Sunday solidify the revival of this, of this rivalry? Does it solidify the, the revival of the rivalry? 
It actually, I think it already does win or lose because, or the, lose. because the Browns are back. Just and for the fact, can, just for the fact that the Browns are sitting there at four and one is enough to say that the rivalry is back. The only thing that could, the only outlier is a blowout. If they if Browns get blowout loss. Everything I'm saying does take a step back. And I think also uh, not only a blowout, but if you look at the end of the season and they, even if they finish with a good record, if they lose both games to uh, to Pittsburgh, it'll very much, it'll very much feel like a failure. Um, it'll feel like, you know, it'll feel like a year that Ohio State doesn't beat the team up north. You know? Again, I mean, that's a step back. That's yeah. the outlier here. Like if you lose a close game and you win in week 17, everything's fine. Everything's yep. good. Yep. Like now Jerry makes a great point. You have to win one of these games or both. Um, the one thing that I've heard a lot this week, which I don't agree with is, oh, the Browns have to win this game. All oh, the Browns have to win this game. I don't actually feel that way. I want the Browns to win this game. Clearly. I would love to piss on gun Steelers heads. All that to be said, I don't think this is a must win. I've heard that a lot. I think that's way too over. No, it's not. It, I mean, it would be a it, look. It, it, it would be a bummer. It would be a bummer for oh, the sake of the fact that, that we're we not want. saying that, right? But at the same time, again, this is a team that is banged up. This is a team that is going, you know, on the road, um, playing a team that has had, you know, a cupcake walk to their four and one. Yeah, they have. So it 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 would be. It would be frustrating, but it would be understandable because we all know that the Browns aren't going to win every, you know, the rest of the games here on out. And we all know that winning four games in a row is already a nice streak. Um, You want to keep it going, but four in a row is difficult in the NFL. Five in a row is even more difficult in the NFL, right? I mean, it's come on now. Uh, So, so one of these teams is going to have to lose here at four and one and I guess I'll be able to 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 swallow that pill if it's not the Browns on Sunday. But that said, very winnable game. Oh, very, very, look, very winnable game. This game's in big time play. And that's again, the Browns are back. The Browns are back. We got to start saying it. It's okay to say it. No. The Browns are back. Doesn't mean they're going to win. This means the Browns are back. This is a good team. Good organization. Good coach, spirited, good quarterback. Steelers are four and zero. Jared, right, Dan Monas on Facebook, and uh, did Jared say four and one? I thought he said four and zero. Oh, four and zero. You are correct. I apologize. They're four and zero. Yes, because that Titans game uh, it never uh, happened. It hasn't yeah it hasn't happened. So I apologize. Yeah, yeah thanks. Yeah, no, no, the, the Steelers are undefeated. Steelers are undefeated in this game. Now look, um, I didn't even catch you saying that. That's my bad too. Yeah, I've uh, said. It. Okay, look, Steelers, look, all has to be said. The, the keys to this game are what the keys have been all year. Oh, passing, getting ahead early would be great in this game. I think Ben is going to come out like a ball of fire. I think Ben's going to – I Ben always does this, so I'm not expecting anything less. Um, I think Miles Garrett will get to Ben a couple times. I think Ben's going to get to the secondary a few times. Um, I think – I think this I, – I just have learned in these games, you got to expect that blowback because the Steelers are a good team. The Steelers' defense, all the numbers are there. We won't go into them today. The Steelers' defense is having a very strong year. So this offensive line, though, has been doing well, and I think yeah. they will be able to uh, counter that punch for a good amount of time. But do I expect Walk to get through a few times? Probably, yeah. Do I expect a couple of times where the running games get stuffed? Oh, of course, yeah. I mean, that's, it's going to happen in this game. But I think the Browns will be able to push back drive them back at times too. And, um, 
And, you know, the biggest thing in these kind of games is you got to expect a back and forth. And the Browns have been very good at that so far. And that is atypical of this team. Um, and I, I, I will also go into another factor of this game that I love. The Browns have nameplate talent. Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Kareem Hunt. We've talked about it already. Miles Garrett. These are superstars. When you have a team of superstars and it's a team, it's a magic elixir to big things. And anyways, Marissa yeah, McCool. Marissa McCool on Facebook. I want the Browns to win because I find it hilarious that the Steelers fans are so spoiled that every year they seem to be like, if they don't win this week, I'm done with this season. In week freaking three. <laughs> Let's make them give up on another season so I don't have to hear them. <laughs> she, that's on Facebook. Marissa goes on to say, uh, I mean, you know, in addition to the I want my team to win and beat their, you know, beat their rival seasons. Yes, exactly. Marissa, exactly. you nailed it. Um, yeah, the, you ain't kidding about uh, Steelers fans. Uh, we spent the. Well, they look, uh, look, we've, we've already exhausted that. Look, they have. They, <laughs> but look, she's so look, right. Those towels are awful. Dog bones are far tougher. Why would you ever support a color of yellow? You know, back in the day, when you said something was yellow, it was usually a negative connotation behind it. Yeah. It means you're weak. You're scared. You're scared. And so why are you waving? You got Marty McFly in a car accident that ruined his rock star career. That's correct. That's correct. (laughs) And Back to the Future 3 on a magical train. So look, all that to be be said, wonderful films. Beautiful Uh, I, I, be, I believe, by the way, Doc was a Browns fan. So all that to be said, um, I, I, you're here first. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, I think Huey Lewis is too. Probably not, but okay. Um, so all that to be uh, Well, Huey he Lewis, knows that the, the heart of rock and roll is in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, he's a San Francisco guy. So. So I'm, I'm sure he's a Niners <laughs> fan. Um, but uh, found a tie, so we're good. Yeah, we're, we're good. Um, you know, we, we'll, uh, but anyways, all that to be said, four no Steelers. Jared teed it up. They played some easier teams again. Okay. Okay. I've been rambling. So let me get to this keys of the game. Continue running the ball late is suffocating. Mm -hmm. Somehow get the lead late to run out the game. If you get behind early, don't freak out. That's happened to the Browns all year. Anyways, they'll be able to punch back. Just be able to punch back. Let the offensive line do its thing in this game and let the stars be stars. And if Garrett continues on his MVP path, like he has been, the Browns are going to be right in this game, and I think they are. No matter the ending score, the Browns are going to – I would be very surprised as a blowout. I think the Browns are going to be in this game. I think the Browns will be hanging around this whole game, keeping it close. I, no way the Browns are going to – I mean, I no way – I just – I don't want to say no way, but I just don't see the Browns getting blown out. I think the Browns are going to keep this very competitive. I think they're going to keep it very close. And the biggest thing in these games, as Jared's teed up to, is turnovers late – and can the Browns get the lead and run the clock out? And and that leads into my these are my two uh, undercover keys to the game, which goes to protect the football. Period. Protect the football. Yeah. You know that that's number one. And number two, I really need to see some some solid play on special teams. I know oh. I know Parky has been <laughs> solid, but that Parky needs to continue, uh. and we really need to not have the shaky moments on kickoff and punt returns. And people's on Jones, both sides of the ball. And people's Jones needs to be more confident. So when I, I really ball. think that yeah. those things are really going to matter and they scare the shit out of me sometimes. And I don't want to be, I don't want to worry about that. So. The special teams card is not as hot coming in as these other things we talked about. 
Correct. I, I agree. It is not as bad as it has been in prior years. No. But, no. No. But to have a pick six and then turn around and give up a a a a, a kickoff return. Was a kickoff return? Yeah, it was a kickoff. No, it was a kickoff return. This yeah, team, so. this this team, for whatever reasons, had a disease with this, and I I think it's been a disease for a long time. And I I got I'm not taking I don't want to rip on Prefer because I'm going to rip on everything on this. I am tired of hearing we have good special teams coach and they're going to put in a good system here. Where the fuck is it? Yeah, I don't want to hear it. Where the fuck is it? I'm tired of hearing that. I don't want to hear it. I just want to see it. I don't want to hear about these special schemes. It's been 10 goddamn years plus of this shit. I don't want to hear about that anymore. No. I'm tired of hearing that. I that is the one thing I'm complaining about this team. I don't want to hear about well, don't worry. We got this special teams mantra. We brought in this gurus. This guy got the special teams guru coming in, and don't worry, he's gonna fix his problem. It hasn't happened. Ten years of misery. Nope. I know. And by the way, Parky's been the best of this crappy kicker situation. So fine, good. Even the doink went in. So I'm fine. I feel good. I don't feel great. I feel good with Parky. But again, Peoples Jones, he looks nervous. Dearness Johnson, love him running the ball. He looks like a guy who can't catch a fly ball in a nervous ball game, as Jared referenced two or three weeks ago. This kicking and receiving kickoffs and punts has been miserable. Look, Scottish Hammer is very good. Very good and solid. Everything else, uh, Parky's good. Uh, Parky's getting close. Parky's getting close He's to, good. To, to, He's good. to being a guy that He's I good. don't worry about. He's good. He's good. Again, I, I I don't want to hear anymore about how these good coaches are going to fix special teams. Hasn't been done. It's the only nitpick. I don't yeah. want to go down the road anymore. Well, I just, like I said, I really think that, that, that their ability to protect the ball will be key and their ability to uh, yeah. handle special teams as needed. Yes. Uh, will be, I don't want either of those things to be an issue. And I think that those will contribute big time towards that that Browns W on Sunday. The big thing in this game that helps the Browns <laughs> is there's is that Connors is not Here's the one good news. The running game for the Steelers isn't terrible, but it's not the Jerome Bennis days, clearly. It is not the Le'Veon Bell days. Connors is not having a great year. He's not taking over games. And the Browns life. have done well against, against the, the run. rush. Yeah, so that should not be a I actually don't and that's what plays in this game for the Browns. Because when teams overthrow, more likely mistakes are to happen. By the way, we know that better than anybody. Even the great quarterbacks, you don't win throwing 60 times a game. It just doesn't happen. And we've seen we've seen uh, quarterbacks this year have to throw that much because they can't run. And they're going to probably have to do that with Pittsburgh. It's, there's yeah, going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot on Ben's shoulders. So shut down Ben, and you win the yeah. game. Okay, I'm ready to predict this. Don't take this to Vegas. But for the spirit and for what I know and love, the Browns are going to win this game, mm. and I and I and I'm ready for this. And it's not going to be easy. Um, I would not be surprised if the Browns are down double digits early. Um, I think Ben's going to come out hot in this game. <clears throat> and again, don't take this to Vegas. This is pure spirit. I just think it's time to turn this around. I actually think the Browns are going to be tied or down late, and I think six is going to make enough plays and do enough things to get this team in the end zone or Parky kick a, a winning field, field goal, goal to win the game. I just feel it. Mm-hmm. I started feeling it yesterday. I don't have like bank it. I'm not saying cement it. I'm just doing it for the spirit of Browns. 
Spirit of Believe Land. Spirit of Cleveland. It's time to turn this around. Again, I wouldn't take this to Vegas. I know the line is about four, four and a half right now. Take, I do think the Browns are going to win this game. I just do. I feel the spirit of this team. The Browns are banged up. They're lame duck. But the 95 spirit of Miles Garrett will make a play in this game like he has in all these other games that will spur on the victory for the Browns. Did you hear the sideline audio of that too prior to him with the, the strip sack? Basically said you're going to go out there and get a strip sack, walk out yeah. there and got a strip sack. Beautiful. Yeah, He Called is, he is playing like Lawrence Taylor, and that's not anything I'm overhyping here. That's the only thing I can compare to. He is winning games like Lawrence Taylor were doing in the 80s for the Giants. So what's your so what's your score? 33-30. Browns win. Browns win. Browns win. Um, I wasn't going to do this. I wasn't going to do this. But I am. 31-24 Browns. Yep. It's time. I really wasn't going to do this. I was going to say more of a – you could have flipped that score. Look. But – um. I think Terry Bradshaw's words put me over the top. <laughs> there, there is a spirited Damn it, thing. Terry. <laughs> he, he awoke Jared. He awoke me. When I heard that comment, yeah. the whole, my whole, my whole, it's like, there we go. He's actually concerned about this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He actually knows the Browns are legitimate this year. Yeah, there wasn't it, a lot of conviction in his voice, was there? No, no. He, as he even said, I, and by the way, listen to the best fries in football, Coach Urban Meyer. Host Buddy Martin. Thank you, Buddy Martin. Wonderful. We partnered with him. They are a wonderful partnership. And, you know, Terry Bradshaw, you could tell he's stirring the pot, which is fun. Look, all that, I love sports. Rivalries are my favorite thing about sports. Jared talks about the team up north. He can't say Michigan. I can't stand Indiana. There are things, you know, I'm a Notre Dame fan. I don't like USC. I don't like that Trojan band. I don't like anything. But that's what's fun about sports. And what's fun is when you get guys like that who are actually genuinely concerned who played in the game, it gives you that thing of like, oh, my God, he actually thinks the Browns are good. And I actually knew that. But when you get confirmation, it makes you start believing even more. And there's something about this team. I, I, I can't put my finger on it. It's like the 90s Indians where you know, there's nameplate talent and then they're excelling. We'll have to see after Sunday. But this is starting to feel like that mid-90s Indians run with the Browns. Yeah. Where it's like there's real stars. Albert Bell, Kenny Lofton, Carlos Baerga, yeah. Eddie Murray. Names that will be in your head for the and rest forever. of your life. Forever. Jim yep. Tomey, Manny Ramirez, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. These are nameplate talent. These are big-time stars. This is not bullshit. Don't get bothered by past results, Browns fans. Let me talk to Browns fans in 30 seconds. Don't get bent down by, by bad results in the You've past. You've been talking to him for 45 minutes, Andy. I want to talk to him 30 more seconds. <laughs> when you see that yellow crap, if you see it this week, don't bend down. Bend, you know, push forward. We are back. The Browns are back. This is legitimate. This is real. Come on board. Start drinking a cup of Believe Land. This is for real. I'm telling you, in the past, we've seen stuff with Derek Anderson. We saw stuff where we were hopeful. And we were rooting for him, but we were hopeful. This is not hope. This is legit. This is a real legit thing. The efficiency stuff says it. 
and so do and so do the comments this week. Yeah. Jim Nance and Tony Romo aren't going to Pittsburgh because they because they want to you know check out and see what's going on. They're going because it's the national game. Well, it'd be nice for them to finally show up and uh, and the Browns uh, do their part. You know, yeah. I feel like I feel like Jim Nance and Tony Romo coming is is uh, has been fool's gold usually. Yeah, been a been a big letdown laying eggs. Yep. Um, cool deal. Well, uh, Andy, I, I would ask you if you had any final words, but I think you just gave them. Um, and I, again, I am feeling confident, but I am also feeling like everything will be okay if the wind does not come. So do not, uh, lose your minds. If the Browns go to four and two, it will be disappointing. It will be difficult. It will be frustrating. It will be a bummer, but none of us believe that that is going to be the case right now. Let's go ahead and prepare for a win. You know, hope for the best and plan for the worst. I will be ready to come in here and do this on Monday or Tuesday or whenever the hell we can do this again because I got to go to Boston for the weekend. I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so uh, I will be ready uh, either way. Either way. And like Andy had said earlier, no blowout, then we can we can talk. It, so it, Yeah. The, 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 bl- the blowout's the only outlier. Yeah. Um, minimal, minimal. There's no, don't, it's not even, I don't even want to talk about it. It's not no, even no, a thing. No, not no. even a thing. So, no, no. uh, there we are with that. Uh, at any rate, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and beyond, uh, on Twitter at C L E and beyond shoot us an email, Andy and Jared at gmail.com. That's J A R I D. And, uh, we are a part of waiting for next year. Check them out. Original Cleveland sports reporting at waiting And thank you again to evergreen podcasts for allowing us to fly under your umbrella, uh, evergreen podcasts, uh, out of, uh, Cleveland, Lakewood. Ohio and Lakewood. And we are ready to, uh, to officially launch with that. Hopefully in mid November, we'll keep mid, it a secret mid, a little mid, bit. Mid November. Here's my final wrap ups to what final wrap ups to that. Um, on Cleveland and Beyond, you'll be seeing this posted all weekend. I do. I am executive producer on Best Fries of Football. I also do a segment on there. Please check that out. The Buddy Martin Show, uh, obviously very different from what we do, but they do great Florida and SEC content. Please check them out. Also, uh, a big shout-out to Kaylee Waterhouse and Holly Wetzel. You'll be seeing and hearing more of them. I will do a quick wrap-up, just me alone, on Sunday after the game, and then Jared and I will do a bigger thing together once Jared gets back from Boston, and we'll we'll digest and break down everything quickly. Um, again, thank you to Buddy Martin. He's the man. I just want to give a special tip of the cap to him. Um, as people can probably tell, I, I I have not. This is the I have goosebumps. I'm very very excited about this game. Yeah. I'm very 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 excited about this game. And thank you to Marissa McCool, Don, Dan Monas, and to EJ as always. Thank you guys for uh, tweeting and texting and sending all that stuff throughout the day. It means a lot to us. Keep doing that and check. Yeah, thanks to LC Ray 180 for saying Cleveland sucks. We don't care. Go ahead. Say hey, it. again, that's, shit, bro. Th- that, that is the spirit of this rivalry. That is the spirit of this rivalry. Huh. What's fun about Whatever. sports is when you hang out with people who don't like your team and we can rib each other. Ought to be said, the days of Cleveland sucking are done. Yeah. Done. (laughs) Done. He's Andy Billman. I'm Jared Watson. Talk again soon. Take care. Go Brown. Cleveland and beyond with Andy and Jared is a part of Evergreen Podcast. You can follow them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cleveland and beyond on Twitter at CLE and beyond or shoot them an email at Andy and Jared at gmail.com. 
And don't forget to visit the website, clevelandandbeyond.net. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix, dissecting the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato, and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.